0: out there, we're on the air, it's Rink Moose Talk tonight, the beers are cold, the mics light up, and And the the boys boys get get set to fight, the gloves come off, opinions get thrown, and Someone someone slips on ice, one man howls, the other scowls, but the show must go on.
1: Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name,
0: and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. With hockey flows. And more shots no. and Pierre Maguire's life. Not John's a leaf. Oh, Vetchkin's And Hoffman's crazy wife. When Carrie slumps. And Benjamin stumps. Jerez not LaFontaine. Jokes aside. It's podcast time. And Rink Moose is the name. Oh, good old hockey game
1: is the best game Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, a weekly episodic podcast where two good pals get together and discuss all things NHL and their implications in fantasy hockey. I'm one of your hosts, Nick costu along with my good pal, Kyle Nice. Kyle, how are you doing on this fine playoff evening? Boy, Nick, you sound like a million bucks today. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I'm I I I feel not like a a million
0: bucks. Is that because terrible. uh St. Louis is losing two nothing right now? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean boy.
1: You made a you made a pretty good prediction last week when you said this this playoff schedule combined with our lives right now would would be a pretty hellacious you know, would make for a pretty hellacious week or two. Hmm. And this is just about the the middle, you know, like I just came over the hump and uh i am just i feel dis- distraught right oh now oh my god distraught? I, can ba- I can barely really? get around in my apartment without stumbling into a wall
0: oh my god you're uh mm-hmm. you're really you're really feeling it right now eh? it's
1: terrible it's terrible because you're watching these games till you know these west coast games till the one two in the morning and then wow. you, you got to get up early the next day to, to, to study and it just it just day after day after day after day it drains you
0: well listen Nick I gotta be honest with you I, I think what we've learned here what I've learned is you got to be you got to be selective on what you watch like <laughs> I don't think you can go out and and watch the the West coast games every night like when I did that Colorado game the kale McCarr debut I was a zombie the next day I mm-hmm. was like give me the coffee or I'm going home. Like it was not a good scenario. So then, like last night, I didn't watch the whole thing. You're darn right. I wanted to. I wanted to watch that overtime. But guess what? Mm. I just wasn't. Ha- it wasn't happening. So mm. as as much as we want to have like you know a good, well-rounded uh, opinion on all these series, it, it's really tough. And I think we're just gonna have to settle for uh, for getting our our knowledge from outside sources, but. You know, I don't I can... even
1: know how the pros do it. Like, how, how do how do the Craig Buttons at TSN do it? Does he is he just sitting beside a TV with five games going on simultaneously, and his eyes can just watch all of them?
0: Well, here's the thing, Nick. When here's the thing, you said it yourself. Pros. So they it's their job. They can go into work and get paid to just study up on these games <laughs> and, and watch tape. Like we we actually have lives to live first, <laughs> and then we do this. Like you know, all right That that's, that's why funny. we're. Uh, We we gotta put in the extra time on the side, exactly. Yeah, yeah. until they pay us to start doling out rink moose info, then uh, you know we'll never be quite as uh as Craig Button as Craig. (laughs) We'll never be Craig's. No, never. So some uh, why don't we start with some non-playoff news? The draft lottery. It's been a while, folks. It has. The draft lottery ran on the 9th just before playoffs started about a week ago. And uh, boy, what a debacle that was. Absolute debacle. So there I am on Twitter as usual. Hockey Twitter is a, a beautiful place. And I'm getting ready to watch these uh, the, these general managers in this room who are just sweating and looking bored. And, uh, and what do you see is Twitter starts blowing up. They've leaked it. They've leaked it. The three winners of the draft lottery are these guys. It turns out, and I told Nick, Nick, I think I think I know what's going to happen here. We're on the phone together. And wouldn't you know it, Sportsnet freaking leaked a, a TV broadcast graphic of the three winners about 10 minutes before they actually announced it. So the entire hockey world on Twitter knew about what was going on. And I pulled one over on my on my friends too. I said, boys, listen... I, th- I think these three teams are going to win. And when it happened, they were just like, holy shit, who do you know? <laughs> you know, I, I could have played it on longer and just been like, oh, yeah, Bob McKenzie just been texting me. But uh, no, I I was weak and I said, listen, yeah, they leaked it. So the, that was a debacle all around, all around. But uh, Nick, the winners, there were New Jersey number one, Rangers two, Chicago three. What do you think of this and and furthermore the Taylor Hall curse or should I say anti curse
1: What is that 5 of 9 uh,
0: I don't know I don't something know Something
1: ridiculous like that
0: something like the it's it's so astronomical like so guys some guys ran the numbers and did did the odds for Taylor Hall's like getting this many first round picks first overall picks sorry it's something like point oh 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 three. Mm-hmm. It's astronomical what, what what the phenomenon this is. Mm. It's unreal.
1: Yeah, I mean it is it is a phenomenon, but all in all, I think I just saw it as the teams that needed it got it. I mean to to me New Jersey was one of those teams that just they just need it. They need a guy who can draw fans, who can get people to the arena. Someone explosive who can take them off their seats. Come and, on, and I'm sorry, Nico Heisher is not that guy. What He's about Taylor
0: not. Hall? reigning? We don't MVP know how long Taylor on. Hall's
1: going to be there. I, I'd, I would have gone out and said if they didn't win this thing, he wasn't going to resign. He's only got a year left on the deal. I, I, he, I don't see that team, you know, percolating in any positive direction. T- to me, it just seemed like he was stagnant. The team was stagnant, and now they got something. They train over the over together over the summer, which is crazy. That blew my mind. Who does? I mean, instantaneously, there's a connection between Taylor Hall and um, and Jack and yeah. uh, Jackie Hughes. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Um, there's also a connection. Uh, the the GM of, of the Devils. Um, what, what's his face?
0: Ray Shiro, I think.
1: Ray Shiro. He, he was he was the agent. Of 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 Hughes's dad when he was a player.
0: Oh please!
1: So there's there's this familial connection, which is why a lot of people are saying they're for sure taking him and not Kako. So if don't buy into those Kako you know, rumors where he might go number one, that's not happening. Sorry. Right. Right. Um. So I I don't I don't know. Like you look at all those different storylines. You look at the team that just they just badly need another star. To me, it seemed like the right the right option, you know, next to the Kings. And I'm biased in that respect. This, this was a team that needed it. And then Rangers, obviously they move up, you know, they need prospects too. I know they got, you know, Zabanajad, and, and that that's about it. They traded for Lemieux, but he's a third liner. Um, what else they got? Jimmy VC? He hasn't really broken out into the star we thought he'd be. Um, you know, to me, it just seemed like two teams that really needed it. And they're going to get capo Kako and Jack Hughes. So, good on them.
0: Mm. There's a lot of outrage, actually, Nick, that uh, some of these teams didn't didn't need it, didn't deserve it as much as some other teams. Like like New Jersey, you can't make the case that they deserved it more because they won it already, like, two years ago. So they'll cancel them out. The Rangers, sure, maybe they needed it. And they did it in the honorable way in... in in that way, where they told their fans, "Listen, we're gonna do a rebuild." So I don't have a problem with that. Chicago, Chicago, come on, man, this is crazy. Yeah, that's that's the one that makes me shake my head. They win the lottery? Come on. But it this... still, it's the third spot. They're not getting one of the two studs. You know what? I I would have liked to see. You know who deserves this? Is freaking Buffalo. Give them. They've had nothing. Oh, but give me a shit. fucking break. Don't no, no. Don't get me started. They had nothing but shit for their entire, like, they don't deserve this, that fan base. Buffalo you
1: know, doesn't deserve a pick.
0: You don't think Kelly's Corner doesn't deserve a pick?
1: Uh, they do. I'm just saying, this is it. This is, if there's been any team in the past five years that has embraced the art of tanking to any extent, it's Buffalo. Those people in front office are degenerates who've been, who've been, who've been saying, let's lose every night, lose every night. That's unacceptable. I'm to at that win that level. This year. They should not no, I, I they should not get good high draft picks for that very reason.
0: Well, you know what, Nick? Sometimes I just think people dwell at the bottom for too long. It's one of those teams. It's one of those teams who's just been at the bottom for like 10 years now and there's been no hope in sight. At least Edmonton had a, had a playoff run. At least Edmonton won McDavid, but Buffalo, boy, it's a tormented franchise. Yeah, they they tanked for
1: McDavid, and it failed miserably.
0: Yes, and they won last year, so good on them, but I just don't like seeing Chicago in there. It bothers me.
1: Sure, yeah, it bothers me too, but it also bothers me when a team consistently wins first overall, and I don't want Buffalo becoming the, the new Edmonton.
0: Well, it looks like it's New Jersey now with the Taylor Hall. Who knows what's gonna happen, but
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but like I said, Nico Heischer isn't in the tier of McDavid and Eichel and Dalin, right? He's a step back.
0: He's oh he right? sucks.
1: Jury's out for who Jack Hughes is, you know? Whether he's mm. in that Eichel tier or if he's in the Nico Heischer tier, we don't know. But they're gonna get a chance and, and that's that's good for them.
0: I think he's between Eichel and, and he sure I think he's in the middle but let's not dwell on it too much Nick this is a playoff uh special anyways we're uh we're gonna take you through each series folks rink moose fans and we're gonna give you some you know quick little headlines as well as how our thoughts have changed you heard all of our predictions last time and now, uh, l- well, let's be honest, Nick. Things haven't exactly gone as we had thought, or or how the hockey world has thought. There's been some right. incredible, incredible upsets, and uh, and just unlikely scenarios. So we'll get to it, but uh, let's start at the bottom of the interest scale: Nashville, <laughs> Dallas, Nashville, Dallas. Now, what do you what, have
1: to say about this one, Kyle?
0: Well. Actually, I was going to ask you. <laughs> all, all I, Here's all I know about this series. I've heard Dallas has been carrying the play. And I'm not going to pretend like I've watched a single a single game. Da- Dallas has been carrying the play. Uh, Nashville has been helped by Pekka Rene in, in a great deal to get them where they are. Uh, and just Victor Arvidson hasn't done done any scoring and you know it from what i can see there's there might be some panic buttons in Nashville after getting spanked last night by uh, by Dallas so it's not going at all how i thought Nick i thought this was going to be a cakewalk but i mean again we've been we've been shit on by some of our predictions here we we really torched that Dallas offense and w- oh what i will say here's what i do know Miro Heiskanen has been an absolute beast on the back end. Nineteen-year-old defenseman put up twenty-seven minutes last game. They're absolutely leaning on this kid, and and he has done nothing but deliver, shutting down that uh, that Nashville offense. So, yeah, keep kind of keeping an eye on this one from afar, but uh, still very uninteresting to me. Very uninteresting.
1: Yeah, you nailed it with the Heiskanen. From the from the condensed games I've watched, he's been flying. Um, he's emerged as the star. Another guy who I disrespected on Dallas and who has shown me a lot is Rupert. Young Rupert. Oh, <laughs> Rupert Tins. He's this guy has come out of nowhere. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> he's come out, He's come out of nowhere, and he is. He's exciting. He's a. He's a. This guy can score. This guy can play. Make. He can shoot. He's got size. He's mm. playing with the big boys. I, I this I don't know where he came from, but he looks like he's fitted in just fine. Uh. Like he's a veteran on that, and and I totally slept on him. And I don't know where he came from, but he's impressed me. A guy who hasn't like never impressed me, but he's just g- get having a great time for Nashville. Is Rocco Grimaldi? Oh boy, this guy's been this guy's been scoring every game. This guy, if you got him in your fantasy really? pool. Good on you. This guy isn't great. He's been one of their leading scorers. Hmm. So, I mean, those are just some of the names that popped out to me in, in the brief segments I've seen. Heiskanen, Grimaldi, and Rupert. But, Rupert. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I to me, it seems like something that's a, a series that's going to be determined on the goaltenders. Because you know mm. both teams are going to defend extremely well. They're not going to give up much. It's going to come down to which goalie is the better goalie. And you saw it in Game 3. Bishop had an awful Game 3. He was letting in goals from terrible spots. Just was not on his game. Uh, Dallas lost that game on home ice. And then just the other night, Rene gets pulled, letting four goals in on something like nine shots. So, you know, it, it, that, that to me has been the story. You know, one goalie shows up one game, then the next goalie doesn't show up the, the other game. You know, it's just been on and off. And, and I think that's why the series is 2-2. Uh-huh. And now it's a best of three and uh-huh. it's going to come down to which goalie can be the better goalie. My money's still on Rene with the experience and, and I'm still comfortable in that prediction. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it seems like the parity between these two teams is just so darn close. It, it, it's awfully hard to pick one of these to, 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 to be better than the other.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> if it's, if it's worth anything, I I'm, I'm gonna stick with Nashville
1: yeah but and, uh, and I and I and it's still a boring series like I don't see why I should tune in like these are still yeah, boring exactly. teams I don't give up a lot of offense so I, I I could probably see it going seven and I'll probably tune in for mm. the seventh game but until then you know it doesn't really interest me very much
0: mm. now the next series is quite interesting indeed Nick. And we've both got uh, some horses in on this one, Winnipeg, St. Louis. So this is one of those curious series. It's it's tied two two, but neither team has a single home win, which is uh, not what I not what I expected. I will admit when when Winnipeg went down two nothing, I wasn't super worried, but I was r- really worried about Bennington. Because I, I had known that, you know, Winnipeg played a decent game and those are two close games, but but Bennington had looked good to that point. I think I don't know if Benny scares me anymore, Nick. Because this, the, the last couple games, and especially the last game, Winnipeg seems to have just solved the guy. And I know they're up to nothing right now. The, the the thing I'll come back to is top line versus top line. The Shifley line in the last game was electrifying. Kyle Connor skating all over the place, Blake Wheeler. Those guys were unbelievable. Tell me, where has where has Ryan O'Reilly and company been? Where where's Terrance Sinko been outside of the power play? Nowhere. Now, O'Reilly had
1: that he had that squeaker pass Helibuck in game 2 and nothing since. Yeah, they've been they've been
0: invisible. It's uh it, it's a true I mean if if they go down, there's going to be a lot of uh a lot of blame sent around and oh my goodness now I like I don't know what the score is now but uh I, I feel more and more confident as, as the games go on that that Winnipeg is is really gaining some traction here and I, I made a tweet the other day because Patrick Line had a had a hell of a, has had a hell of a series and I said listen if Line gets on one of those runs that he's capable of it's it's dangerous for for uh for St. Louis because this guy can just snipe and he's done that in Bufflin, my goodness. I thought this guy was hurt, but there's no way he's hurt. He's he's just he's just taking bodies. Just stacking bodies. Uh has your confidence in St. Louis waned at all, Nick? Hey, you had him going to the conference final, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised by this result so far. I mean, I, I had this going seven. I knew it was gonna be back and forth either way. And I'm not too surprised by the the, the home splits. The reality is St. Louis was never a good home team the whole year. They were always better on the road. When they play at home, they get blown out at home. It Come happened on. many occasions. Many occasions. Um, so they've always been the better road team. And we saw that in games one and two, the way they shut down Winnipeg. And uh, I, I'm not I'm not too surprised the way this has gone. And one other thing, I mean, every series, every game... A, a team, the t, a team is both teams have led at some point, right? In game one and game two and game three, all the teams led at some point in that game. So, again, it just goes to show you the mm. parity between these two teams and, and how yeah. it really is a coin flip matchup. A, a lot of pundits are saying whoever gets out of the series are poised to make the Stanley Cup final just because mm. they're just so darn good. Um, so, not too surprised by the result. I'm a little surprised at, at the lack of production by the top line, as you as you alluded to. Uh, Winnipeg, not surprised. Their top guys are producing. They're full of character. And 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 how are you going to shut down Shifley and, and Wheeler? It just doesn't happen. It, it just can't happen. Relentless. Um, and and even guys who I was shitting on, Kevin Hayes stepped up mm-hmm. in game three and four. He's got a goal tonight. Yeah. In, in their game five. I mean, he's starting to show me why they acquired him. Why. People was all over that deal. So things are starting to come into fruition with, with Winnipeg, and, and, and that's a positive, and they've got the momentum on their side, and they've got home ice. So if you're a Winnipeg fan, you should be feeling pretty good at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on Bennington? How's he been for you?
1: Oh, he's been amazing. He's, he's, been, he's been sensational. Well, let, let's every not g- say every game, every game he's been off the charts.
0: No, 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 Nick.
1: I'm, I'm shocked. St. Louis is letting as many high quality chances as they are, because they have, despite the, the mass, the masterful pieces they have on defense, and, and yet he's stepping up and saving very high percentage scoring chances. He might have, been, of these two goalies, Hellebuck and and Bennington. Would you say Bennington, Bennington's been tested more than Hellebuck? Would you say that? Oh, sure. Well, there you go. I mean, to me he's he's been he's not the reason this series is tied. Oh, he's no, doing no, no. everything in his power to keep him in this. And uh I mean, I seldomly do I see I mean, he had that one game, game 3 where he was he let six goals in, and some of them were really odorous. But mm. other than that, I think he's been great. He's he's held his team in games.
0: Isn't that more worrying to you that that he's had to make all these high danger saves?
1: For sure. It wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't mm-hmm. think they'd be letting 30 shots a game and, and, and they'd be high-danger chances like this. But mm-hmm. it goes to show you the team that Winnipeg is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think. I, it gives me more confidence in Bennington, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But I just don't know if this is sustainable. Can, can mm-hmm. you win the series asking this rookie... To, to do all this for you every night. I didn't think they'd win this way. I didn't. I thought they'd win by letting twenty shots against every game mm. and he'd let one or two and then they'd win every game and he'd just be average. I, I didn't think they'd win this series with him having to be the star. And and the way it's looked right now, it, it's been the latter. And and that's why I've been surprised.
0: Hmm. All right. Are you good on that series? You want to move on?
1: Yeah. No and, and one more thing. Like it it's it's a weird series because it's exciting because there's a lot of stars passionate fan bases close games but at the same time like i think you'd agree there there hasn't really been a lot of room on the ice in that series like it's two yeah. stout defensive teams mm-hmm. maybe not the best pace talking maybe not the fastest pace you know mm-hmm so that's kind of been the discouraging thing. That's what's kept me from watching all these games. is Is the fact that I know it's just going to be really tightly contested defensively, and it's not going to be like the other series in the West.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> okay, San Jose, Vegas. What surprises you more? Nick? I mean,
1: yeah, that's a great segue, right? Yeah. I mean, this has been. There's been so much open ice, so many goals. It's oh, been tons.
0: crazy. Oh tons, and and you know all those goals San Jose's defense is something we touched on early in the earlier last week and they've done nothing but let us down they've done nothing but prove to us that the regular season Martin Jones slash San Jose defense is trash it's just so bad I mean it's like Kyle's prediction has been perfect what's with the
1: analytics I thought the analytics said they were like the best defensive team
0: well fuck i guess uh, you know what pierre listen to what pierre said the quote do you remember the remember his quote earlier the mm-hmm. nhl is not an analytic sport it's a character sport oh, right. and when playoffs when playoffs comes around people realize that i mean we've seen this playoffs these rule books go out the window tampa bay's out pittsburgh doesn't get a single win Tampa like sorry Tampa f- swept like just there's no rules out here nick it, it's the wild west it's just a lawless business and uh vegas absolutely just flexing on these guys and that mark stone line Stastny, Pacioretty, they're they're playing the best hockey of their careers and it's all happened at the same time flurry got a shutout last game but he hasn't really had to, had to be this vesnikov he has not been, been great
1: he has not been great
0: no, he he hasn't been like Flurry's winning the series. It's it's that that line is is just making magic. And Mark Stone, he's I think he's leading the playoffs in points. Man, oh, like is it if this guy's not uh, you know, a top 3 player in the league right now, like he's doing incredible things. And we see Patrady, no one expected this. No one expected Patrady to be a playoff beast. But it's all happening at the same time and it just looks like you know, you saw the blocked shots, and, and you sent me little things like, Kyle. This is why they'll win the series because the character will shine through. Uh, Pavelski scoring with his face, Logan Couture's crazy blocked shot with his pelvis. I mean, these things are just they're not being supported by, you know, a full effort from everybody. Burns is getting walked on a on a on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. God knows the health of Carlson. Probably not great. So and I know Carlson's been putting up some decent points at the same time, but man, he's been he's been a moose defensively. An absolute he moose. He doesn't
1: move the same way. He's got the, the playmaking is there. He yeah. like game game one and game two, I thought he was a vintage Carlson. I, I really did. And then the last two games he's been invisible.
0: Right. I don't I mean, see the resolve.
1: It, yeah. It's interesting because I don't know whether to discuss I don't know whether to credit Vegas more or to shit on San Jose more. Like, what's the, where do I want to go here with this take? Yeah. You know? Because I'm watching San Jose and it's the same fucking thing. It's, it's, they don't give up a lot of chances, but when they do, they're grade A chances and the goalie's not there to help them. And he's been, he's been like pulled in two of these four games. Like, your goalie's getting, your starter's pulled in two of four games. You're not going to win a series if that's happening. Okay? Uh-huh. They're scoring in the first 30 seconds of every period. It's like he gets in the crease, and, he's, and they're already down 30 seconds in. It's like shitty. And that's no good. The defense, Justin Braun's been nowhere to be seen. Vlasic's injured. Carlson's not been Carlson. Burns is getting washed, as you mentioned. It's not there. The guys, they aren't, they aren't producing. Ever since Pavelski took the puck to the face, he's, he's been out of it. He's had to put on that shield on his face, and he's just not playing the same way. Yeah. Um, it, it's just been very, very disappointing from the San Jose side of things. And then for Vegas, you, you mentioned it with the top line. I mean, Pacioretty, for all you people in Montreal, and Pierre made this point, for all those people in Montreal who, who write, wrote off the trade and said Montreal's won the Suzuki trade, it's over. Sounds like they were a little premature, Kyle. You might be included in that boat. I don't know, mm. but if anyone said Montreal won that deal, that that was a little premature. Cause I'll tell you what, Patra, do you see those goals? He's going bar down, snipe, top corner on Jones. It's filthy. The goals he's scoring. <laughs> um, so he's been, he's been, he hasn't really been skating well. You don't really notice him, but he's just scored really nice goals. And then Stone, he just adds so much uh, on the penalty kill, power play. One thing I will say, Vegas, if I've noticed one thing so far in the series, they have a shit power play. Like it's Ooh. fucking awful. Ooh. Like it sounds like they, they don't even have a formation. It's just okay, the Martisol line, you're the first unit. The Stone <laughs> line, you're the second unit. Like they don't have a first unit. It's weird. And weird, and they're yeah. not that they're terrible. Their power play is terrible. Hmm. I chose this team to win the Stanley Cup. If I have any reservation about that, it's this power play. It really looks disturbing. Um, wow. But but yeah, Stone's been great. He's in prime tryhard mode. You, you try see hard. it with the look on his face. Yeah. I mean, he's just going nuts after every goal. Like he's just won the Stanley Cup. It's great. And um, yeah, that top line. I mean, the other night they they must have had like something like 13 points between the three of them. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a mix of shite, San Jose. And and the stars coming through on 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 Vegas's part, and uh, game five goes tonight. I anticipate the Sharks will play their best game of the series and send it to game six.
0: Nick, come on, man, don't do
1: this. I'm sorry, there's there's too much character on that team to lose the series on home ice and and to lose four straight. You don't just win and then lose four straight. They're gonna win tonight. DeBoer is going to get them ready. Tonight's going to be a very good effort. They're going to win the game,
0: uh, but they I, can't I, win
1: in Vegas. They never no. win in Vegas. That place is like a hellhole for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if if they just lose it in Game Six.
0: And they know that. And I and I think that it it looks like too big of a mountain for them to climb at this point. Like they're they're looking at this series and going, are we really going to win? two more games in Vegas, or one more... Like, there's no way we can win four games in a row here. So you just give up?
1: Do you just give up in game five when you realize that?
0: No, they're not going to give up. I'm just saying they're looking around their room. It's beat down. They're looking at, you know, how they got tossed the last game. And they're just... I don't see a strong resolve there with all the, the situational factors going on. I mean, it's not like they... There's just not a lot of hope going out there. I mean, they're looking listen, down the road listen, and they're seeing that's Mark the hardest, Stone. That's
1: the hardest place to to win a game
0: in San Jose. The Shark Tank.
1: Come on, those fans. Those not, fans. That's that's been the loudest arena of the playoffs so far.
0: Completely disagree. It's New York. What? New York Islanders. <laughs> Absolutely, Shark Tank's been pretty loud. Nick, did you watch? Did you watch any of those Islander games? The first I did two. Did not. I have never in my life heard a louder building in my life. Maybe it's how the the microphones were set up, but I have <laughs> never heard a, a crowd yeah. like that in my life, in my entire right. life. One last now, now last granted, I say... didn't watch the San Jose games, so you okay. didn't watch my games. I didn't watch your games.
1: Fair, fair. But what I will say is, if This is a great Pierre quote, okay? In the playoffs, he says, if you ingrain these three qualities into the mind of your opponent, you've won the series. Have you heard of this, Kyle? No. Concern, doubt,
0: and fear. Come on. He
1: says says slowly as the series goes on, you you impart those three into the mind of your opponent. And if you ask me, San Jose's concerned... They're doubting themselves, but I don't know if they fear Vegas yet. So that's why I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt
0: on game five here. Nick, I, I see all those things as the, as the same damn thing. <laughs> like, if, if, if you're concerned, then yes, you have doubts. <laughs> if, if you're concerned, then you're probably scared. Like, <laughs> that's so stupid. He's just, like, thinking of synonyms and making it sound better. Like, okay, here's five things. Bad horrible <laughs> awful you need all those things like shut the fuck up he's just saying the same shit but no I, if you ask me i think they have all those things they have all three of those. No, come things.
1: on come on evander kane fights ryan reeves you're oh, not f- scared uh
0: i'd be scared
1: come on you drop the gloves with reeves your team's not scared
0: mm, listen come on
1: thornton's throwing out jabs they're, they're chirping each other. He's not that, scared. That
0: was a dirty play, by the way, by him. Bad look. Really bad. Mm. Bad karma. The hockey gods will, won't like mm. this. One more <laughs> thing I'll say. What we're going to see tonight, Nick, if Vegas has that championship mentality and the killer instinct to smell blood and finish this off, because they can't... They, they're fully capable of doing this. They have the skill. They have the momentum. Of course. Then I see them going to the finals. If Vegas... Fumbles this and it becomes seven games. They're not going. Neither one of these teams is going to the finals. Okay. So this this will be very telling for me personally. But let's move on. Alrighty. My favorite series of them all so far. Ready? Of course. Calgary, Colorado. Man. I think I was the only one in the entire bracket challenge, Nick, to pick the Colorado Avalanche to advance in this series now where where do we begin here uh, game 1 got off to a rough start for Colorado it was kind of looking like eh, yeah this is kind of not looking good but uh, I'll tell you what at game 2 overtime in Calgary the Nathan McKinnon snipe in overtime just started this, this roll and then the series is going back to Colorado and we figure out that Kale McCarr has just finished up his NCAA career. He's going pro. He gets stuck in the Toronto Customs for like five hours or something. He signs his contract, rushes over to Denver, gets gets on the practice line. Sam Girard can't go. And we see Kale McCarr in his first NHL game, game three. And boy did it start off in a whirlwind. As soon as McCarr steps on the ice, Nick, there was cheers. There, were, The crowd almost gave him a standing O for stepping onto the ice. And then from, there, from then on, it was the, the Nathan McKinnon show took over. He scored two quick goals. And I was saying to myself, I have never, okay, not never, but it's been a long time since I've seen a player dominate a game like this. And then it happened, Nick. It the wh- What we've been waiting for for two years. McCarr gets it up to uh, to McKinnon there. McKinnon enters the zone. McCar calls for the puck at the blue line. Does a little bit of a, a power forward move. Little shimmy shake. Pulls the puck back and it goes five hole. And I was losing my shit. I'm sitting here in this basement, Nick. and I And I just want to pop off. But I can't because there's people sleeping so here i am doing this freaking victory dance and and punching these pillows and i'm just going nuts and apparently the the stat is when kale mccarr scored that goal the decibel meter said did something crazy like it it, the the volume in that building was like standing behind a jet while it's taking off or something Mm. it was something something insane but uh needless to say as the game went on Forget about the whole Kale McCarr story. As the ga- game went on, uh, there hasn't been a more dominant game in this playoffs. This team could have scored twelve goals. They won six-two, and Mike Smith was excellent. This it 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 wasn't even close. Calgary couldn't like it's like they weren't even breathing out there. It was an absolute like we're talking two-on-ones every five minutes. This, this team looked like they were shot out of a freaking cannon. And uh, and they sort of carried that momentum into game four. Where uh, it was a lot closer. Obviously it was the overtime. And uh, Miko Rantanen stepped up to play. But man oh man. The storylines in this one. McKinnon. Landeskog. Rantanen. Absolutely stepping into their shoes and living up to the hype. The, the Gaudreau line. I haven't seen I haven't even seen Monaghan out there, Nick, and I've watched a lot of the I've watched most of this series. I've seen Gaudreau and it's not in a good way. Whenever he gets the puck, it's like he's scared. He makes a quick move and he's fumbled it. Like this guy's not even making plays. I notice him with the puck, he's got it a decent amount, but he's fucking it up. Like that he's scared out of his wits. And then you see guys like Matthew Kachuk. Boy, he's a rat. I fucking hate Kachuk. He tried. To, he tried. He just he started throwing blows at Landeskog late in the in the in the blowout game because they were getting crushed. And then what does he do next game? Doesn't fucking show up. He was trash. Their whole team was just like I'm. I'm so so confident in uh, in this Colorado series going going five games it's unbelievable like they they have totally taken the air out of uh calgary's sales here the defense like giordano's looked okay like where's this depth we we're all scared of because i'm telling you colorado they're skating with purpose they're skating for a reason here they they smell blood this is the championship mentality that mckinnon got that overtime goal they haven't looked back and, uh, and they had that co- they had that come come from behind victory in, in game four too so I have no worries about this team whatsoever
1: yeah I mean you you've obviously watched it much closer than I have but just looking at the periphery from the periphery mm-hmm. I mean I, I don't know what to say I don't know if I'm more impressed with Colorado or I'm more disappointed in Calgary I think I'm more disappointed in Calgary Just because I I know what this Colorado team is about. I I know when the that when that top line is firing. They're as good as anybody. And the reality is Nathan McKinnon has been the best player in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Him and Mark Mm. Stone, respectively. Yep. And um, you know, not too surprised. Group Hour, he was trending well going into the series. Not too not too surprised on that front. Um your boy McCarr. Things worked out great. Sammy Girard got injured. They didn't have to go 7D. They just had to do that little swap, you know, they're both very similar players. Um that that worked out. I mean, it, it it's been it's everything's worked on their end. And for me, it's just been more disappointment in Calgary just cuz I I hadn't watched this team much during the regular season. I'd only heard how great, great they were and obviously the top seed in the West, you know, that's an honor. And to just be, you know, pushed around like this that that 6-2 loss um having the stars your top line just not show up the the, the childish anger you're seeing mm. in Goudreau, the lack of character oh um, huge. The, huge the the defense how the, how they're 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 letting colorado have all these odd man rushes and break up the ice extremely fast i mean it, it's like they're playing into colorado's game and not how calgary wants to play the game Mm-hmm. and and it's been surprising if anything i'm shocked mike smith's been their best player i did not think yeah four games in mike smith would be the best player on the calgary flames but that's been the case and, and if that's been the case that's an awful thing for calgary because because the reality the reality is your best player should be that top line and um it just they, they haven't been there and it's it's like the the theater's too big for them and and it's disappointing it, it really is
0: now, I want to give a quick scouting report on Kale because obviously, you know, I need to let the listeners know what I saw out there. Um, actually, something, the, the thing that impressed me the most, and you might be surprised to hear this, is his defensive play, Nick. Not, not even his offensive play, because I kind of expected that I was going to see that, but, and I'll granted, I'll give you this, he's had some rookie moments out there. He's had some moments in his own end where he's kind of bobbled it, kind of lost it. You could tell a little bit of nervous energy made the puck you know, jump away from him a little bit. But he hasn't run into any sort of defensive troubles at all. When, when he's lost the puck, he just instantly throws his, his excellent skating on display, and he beats the guy to get the puck back. I don't think he's actually been on for a goal against in two games, Nick. And and it, it you don't you're not nervous out there. Like me watching him, he's not a big guy by any means. And even when you see him with that holding his first goal puck, he looks like a tiny, tiny kid, like a, 190 pounds at the very 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 maximum. Probably probably like probably 180. But the guy does not make me worried whatsoever simply because he can move around the ice with incredible efficiency and then even better Nick his his pass from his D zone to his his forward is probably the best on the team already his his passes are incredibly accurate they're efficient and they're timed perfectly like when when like when he passes to a forward no nobody's bobbling it cuz it's right on the tape it's really fantastic to watch but then i turn my my focus offensively other than the goal nick i haven't seen too much in terms of you know his ability to get the shot towards the net like he's taken a lot of shots from the point and it, you know they've been finding some shin pads they've been going wide they haven't really gotten through so there's still some adjustments to be made in that sense but the fact that they can trust him defensively and he played over 20 minutes in that last game Nick uh, it has been really impressive to me so once he figures out the timing of getting the shots through and and really flexing his his skills offensively then oh boy oh boy this is going to be outstanding but my last takeaway from the series is mckinnon when he's playing like this cannot be stopped i don't know if there's a single team that can that's do what it.
1: gordon miller said right you heard the call great call where he goes he's unstoppable <laughs> that was great
0: he, yeah and he like he, it's I, I i i fall off my chair watching him i can't i don't know how to how to explain it the power and the finesse. You know what someone said on on online. Um, what is it? H- his shot is probably a top five shot in the entire NHL, and it's his mm-hmm. third best quality, right? B- behind skating and hands. Like it doesn't that like mind blowing? He he's just such a dynamic force out there. I I don't know how you can create a human being to act like this. No,
1: I don't know what. Food they're feeding those kids in Coal Harbour, or, or or what hockey skills they're teaching them and pucks and pylons, but something to do with Coal Harbour, man. I don't know what it is.
0: Uh yeah, but we should we should move on. We've spent like time. if you're a, if
1: you're a pro team, you ought to be sending all your scouts to Coal Harbour, am I right? Oh, sh- oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like Coal Harbour is like the Aurora of Nova Scotia. I think it's just like it's it's kind of a boring, like not a whole lot's going on, but it's like. Holy shit! There's talent coming out of there, <laughs> just like that Kyle Nies guy coming out of Aurora. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna see him all summer, and then tearing up the stat the stat sheets right. on on right. three on three. Well, but yeah, Grubauer. You so, did you see that save late in the in the last game, or was that overtime?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was. Um, I think it was Backlund. Am I right?
0: Yeah, it was Backlund. Yeah, he was right in front of the net. Lift pad. House play.
1: All he has to do is just raise the puck. Okay? <laughs> no one's in front of you. Just raise the puck and your team wins game four and you're going back to Calgary 2 2. And he literally raises it three inches off the ice. <laughs> what a Sorry. I'll give Grubauer a little more credit. Maybe maybe six inches off the ice. And yeah. Grubauer just has to lift his pad and, and he makes the, the game saving <clears> stop. <stuff.
0: throat> mm. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Well, we, we better move on. We've given enough love to that team. By the way, Nick, since the rules are out out the window, I'm I'm taking Colorado to the finals now.
1: It's Colorado Vegas next round. You got Colorado? Yep.
0: I'm wow. not I'm not afraid to say that anymore because of what we've seen so far with Wow, just I just
1: I just can't see them beating Vegas, but The okay. lunacy.
0: The lunacy. But, I mean, we said... Like, people said that about Calgary, too. Calgary was the number uh, one seed.
1: They're in a different class. Different mm-hmm. weight
0: class. They yeah, Mark so, Stone. so far, yeah. I agree. You know,
1: Mark Stone versus McKinnon, that's going to be a hell of a job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders.
1: You can talk about this one, because I have just checked
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> this has been... Probably the most depressing series in the last six years for me. Six years. As you know, I, w- I chose Pittsburgh to go to the final. I-, I tabbed this playoffs as their last hurrah with this core group. And since game one, Nick, there's not a single second that's gone by where I said Pittsburgh deserves the the win here. They didn't deserve a single win in this series uh, if you're talking about the stars you didn't see the effort I mean you, you saw Kessel kind of do his best out there but we all know we're looking at you know Crosby and Malkin at the end of the day for, to carry this team that that unbeatable center depth the uh, the championship mentality Nick there was no championship mentality here none to be found Sid Crosby he must be dealing with some sort of injury, man, because he was not skating right. He, it just wasn't out. Jay, and then Jake Gensel, he felt he felt the, uh, the impact of, of Crosby's lack of, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, man. Like, lack of skating? I, I was so frustrated. I'm looking at the screen. Give me something. Give me some sort of desire. This team looks like they're content with the past. They look like they have, you know, we've won two times out of the last three years. We're good. We're done. We're looking at this team. They're tough to play against. They clog they clog the neutral zone. There's no space out here, and we're not willing to fight through this. I mean, some people might look at Sullivan and, and question his decision-making, but the effort's not there. Not on the back check, not on... Not deep in the zone. Leonard's been unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's been he's been beatable. You, see, you look at it, look at the other end of the pond. Jordan Everly has never played this good since 09 WJC. This guy's wearing the hero pants again, Nick. It, it's it, it almost made me think. You know what? I'm happy for this team. They deserve it, and they're they're playing to win here. Barzell has looked, at times, incredible. I mean, Eber- the, the Eberly story is crazy because he was tabbed as this playoff no-show. You know, he had uh, like 14 games with the Oilers, had two points. He got two points in the first period of the first game in the series. So I'm super happy for him. And as much as I, I, I stuck by this Pittsburgh team to the end... They were uninspired they really were and i don't know what the future holds for this team whether they you know they they trade away some peripheral pieces or they just change their whole philosophy but i mean i just don't know where this is going but that's no that's not to take credit away from the 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 islanders because they played their game perfectly and they 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 ran a tough series they were physical when they needed to be but they they can skate man they can really skate out there. So, I mean, and Lint, I don't know. This this team is poised to give either Washington or Carolina a hell of a lot of trouble. And I, I, I have a hard time betting against them in that series. So, yeah, hats off to New York. And Pittsburgh is just nothing but questions and, and disappointment for me.
1: Yeah, the Islanders tricked me. I, I watched that Leaf game and I told you and I went off on them last last episode. And uh, they've been getting it done. You know, maybe not the prettiest prettiest effort, but they've got mm. it done. It's just a work workman's effort. Yeah. And um Eberly, as you mentioned, vintage Eberly. That's oh. that's how I define him. Um, he is he is I mean, I got a great stat for you. You're gonna love this. Okay? I may have not watched much of the series, but I got a great stat. Okay. So there's there's the record in Islanders history, most consec most games consecutively where you've scored a playoff goal. It's that five games. Okay. Eberle, he's at four because he's scored no. in games one, two, three, and four. He's one away from tying the record in Islanders history.
0: Holy shit! Do you I'm, just, I'm just thinking who, of all the amazing Islanders teams. Do of the you know?
1: Past. Do you know who holds the record?
0: Uh, I do not. Raymond Ferraro. No.
1: Come he scored on. one goal game one, one goal game two, one goal game three, overtime winner in four, and then he scored four goals in the fifth game. That is He owns the record. Everly's one away. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow, so wow, wow! 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 Wow!
1: Goes goes to show you how how great a series that kid has had. He's finally cemented his his spot on that team. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean Barzell's been Barzell. Um, the 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 shutdown fellows are are shutting things down. And Leonard, he he might not have been as, as pretty as Murray in this series. Like Murray made some stellar saves. Like he just looks great in net. Like I I just I I, I love Murray. But Leonard, he just—he's he, odd. He he—he he almost looks like he's not in the right position at times. But he he still makes the save, and and he. The reality is, he was good enough in this series. You know, I, I don't think he's going to lead them, you know, past another series. But he was great in this series, and uh, kudos to him, and, and kudos to Trotz, and 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 the the game plan he drew up against this team, a team that he knows very well, and uh, all those factors culminating to a win and from the Pittsburgh end I think as much as you don't want to hear it this is just a team that that's they're at the end of the road and I don't want to they've hear done it. they've done everything they they can they they have they have Malkin they have Crosby and all all Jimmy Rutherford's gonna do is he's gonna trade away draft picks for for players that could supplement them and, and play alongside them and and they're gonna do their best to get B players to play around them like like Bukestads and and um, you know McCann's those kind of guys and, and it just didn't work it just didn't work
0: and it, it's so it was so promising leading up because they had a they had a good lead up to the playoffs and guys like McCann and Bukestad looked great Bjugstad and then really the defense the
1: defensemen's
0: uh, the defenseman
1: from Vancouver too the the, the Pedersons. You know, those guys. Yeah, Dude, like
0: Branson was decent. He was not bad. I'm just actually. saying.
1: I'm just saying. I feel like all those pieces they added were a little like overrated. Like it was a little like okay, they might be playing a little better than than they actually are. And then in this playoff series, you really saw. Yeah, okay, this team's missing a lot.
0: Mm. And you know what? Uh, as much as I I like Murray, I haven't had confidence in Murray for a long time. I, I think he was they, great
1: though. He was great in the series.
0: From I I, I I disagree. I mean, he wasn't he, the reason they lost. He was not the reason they lost, but there was times where I was like, steal one. It's just steal, steal a game. It's like, can you? He he did not make the. He didn't make the huge saves when he needed to. He he made some right. big saves, but, but
1: to his defense, if Sid doesn't have a point in four games. I had one point. You know, how if I'm the goalie of that team, how how do I have any confidence the team in front of me is going to get anything done? You just you have know? to trust. That that's the thing. I, you, I can't you... trust you when you haven't got a point in
0: four in 4 games. A a championship goalie needs to be able to to spark his team on his own with and you know what he did? He never did that in this series. There was some decent saves, yes. But there was no time where we we're like, "Wow, thank God for Matt Murray." No, we didn't have it. We didn't have it. They they needed that really. But honestly, Nick, I don't think that would have helped. I don't think anything was helping this Pittsburgh team out of this rut. Their their mentality, it's like no buy-in, zero buy-in. Malkin, Crosby, I have no. I've never thought I'd see this. It's super disappointing. There was no way their spirit was busted from from game one. It was unbelievable. So we need to move on cuz I'm just going to storm out of this closet. <laughs> Washington Carolina. Boring. Right next to Dallas. I haven't <laughs> watched a second. <laughs> Highlights, sure. Here's the thing. This series is tied now, is it not? Yeah, they won tonight. I Carolina. Yeah. I am super pumped to see Carolina actually take this to seven games. I think this is going seven. And I think their defense is starting to show what they're capable of. And then, uh, you know, since that Ovechkin fight, I think this team... And I saw the, the advanced stats on this, Nick. Literally, since that Ovechkin fight, this team has been playing on another level. There's a lot of people that say there's no place for fighting in hockey, and that was a brutal play, and I hate how how many replays it's getting. Everyone's posting that video. But this Carolina team responded. Big time. They saw this young Russian rookie take on his hero. Remember when I said in the pregame that Svechnikov is going to want to like impress Ovi, Ovi in a way? Well, this team has responded to his his courage. And maybe it's stupid. Maybe he was an idiot for what he did, and I think he probably was, but this team has responded to that courage, and its they've been really, really good since then. And, uh, man, no, I, I wrote them off after, after they went down two games. I wrote them off right away. But this team's awesome, and Ovi is a bitch.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't, I don't even think it would have been fair to write them off after the two, just because they were so close. I know they were down 3-0 in the first game, climb back to make it 3-2. You know, that was a close game. Um, the The second game, overtime winner. I mean, those are two tightly contested games. And then you finally go home, which Pierre Maguire, of all the places he's been at this playoff series, and he's you know him, he's been at a different place every night. He said that arena was the loudest rink of the entire playoff so far that he'd been to so With shout that. out to the fans in raleigh no who yeah why not
0: okay that he's and, been to and what that pierre's been to how many how many rinks has he been to two four no okay yeah four. columbus yeah,
1: tampa yeah. washington i think he's pumping Raleigh. Up. Uh, why, why, in,
0: why in God's name should Rally be the uh, the loudest building?
1: Oh, apparently the fans are just loving it. Like the the atmosphere there. He says the atmosphere there is more alive than when they won the cup uh, ten years ago. Hmm. So that's impressive. Storm um, surge. It, it, hey, it's it's got to do with the the surge. You're right. And yeah. it's um it's it, yeah I mean good for the fans. They they've got two wins at home, which is is great for them. And uh, you know, maybe maybe that fight was a a, a galvanizing moment for this for this team. And um who knows what, what what'll happen from here on out. I still like Washington. I had them going to the to the conference final, but uh I mean, we saw the defense. You're right, Mrazek in the other game. I know he got a shutout, but it was something like a like a 14 save shutout. He hardly had to break a sweat. So it, it was a team shutout. That the defense is on, and uh, you're you're getting you're getting scoring from all over the depth chart. I know Aho. He's gonna he's gonna score. Yeah, but you're getting guys like Fogle on the fourth line oh, who yeah. are coming through too. He had two goals in their last game. Warren so, Warren Fogle and uh friend I of mean, the show getting a whole whole team effort and uh yeah i mean that's that's ultimately why they're they're at where they are right now
0: and you know what nick uh i might be switching up my prediction here i i think i'm gonna take carolina just for the sheer uh the storyline of it all i mm-hmm. want the, i want them to to move on i don't want to see washington win around. fuck it Carolina, New York, in the second round. Let's go.
1: Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Oh, I, there's something I forgot to say about the Colorado series. Sorry to bring it back. <laughs> Sorry, no, I have to. I have to, like I I wrote this. Better this
1: down. be relevant in some way. So
0: relevant. Uh, C- Colorado's put up fifty plus shots in two straight games. Mm-hmm. So, if so much uh, for if, that
1: Calgary defense.
0: Yeah. if, if you didn't think the series was over before, it's over it's Mm -hmm. over big time it's over next game anyways moving on shall we get into it tampa bay yeah only two left two big ones tampa bay columbus
1: what happened in this series kyle haven't been watching
0: (laughs) you have really who's who's winning oh who's winning the series stop (laughs) you're such an ass you're you're grasping for low hanging. I'm ge-
1: genuinely curious. I haven't tuned in, you know, just hasn't hasn't impressed me. So what what's the series? What 3 1 Tampa? 2 2? What are we looking at here?
0: Tampa's up 3-0. Wow. Yeah. No, they, wow, it, wow, wow, wow. Ev- everything has gone as planned, Nick. Vasilevsky's wow. been excellent. Kucherov has been the best player. Uh Stamkos has been timely on the power play. Hedman's wow. been a rock back there. Unbelievable. John Cooper's
1: living up to coach of the year status. C-
0: Cooper has this strategy <laughs> where he has a forward high by the by the defense, and he, nice. he uses it to create offense. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I never thought of
1: this. But... It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. What is this alternate universe we're spewing about? Oh, my God.
0: I haven't even seen it. Like in the deepest parts of the internet, someone who chose Columbus on this bracket here, but man, no, oh man, the the historic um, importance to this series has been monumental. You, you go from the best regular season team in the history of the league, most wins in the history of one single season. They didn't win a single game. In the playoffs, ousted by the last team to sneak in, this rowdy group of misfits, as we called them, a good roster who never quite found the consistency under a crazy coach. And uh, you know, some people, Nick, they're they're calling this a perfect storm. I've heard that word a lot. Perfect storm. Yeah, Tampa Bay's so good. Uh, the stars had to align for Columbus. I don't see it that way, Nick. I'm not seeing a perfect storm here. I saw this as a Columbus team who had a hell of a roster, and we talked about this. That they've got you know Norris caliber defense, uh, Vesna caliber goaltending. They've got a lot of talent up front. I saw this as a team who came, they played together, they bought in. They played real playoff hockey, and Tampa Bay was stunned by this fact. They thought they were going to come in here, walk all over the series. Cooper was probably like, yeah, don't uh, don't go too hard out there, boys. We're going to save yourselves for the finals in game one. And they're just <laughs> like, holy shit, John, you didn't tell us this. Like, I I wonder what kind of preparation they did for this series. Did they sit down in the video room, Nick? Did they, did they drop their X's and O's? Did they, did they uh, single out certain guys on Columbus? Or did they just say, yep, just play your game, boys. Play your game like you've been playing all year. I'm willing to wager they underestimated their opponent in this series, Nick. And, uh, man, Columbus, they can take it to you physically. I mean, like Josh Anderson, he's a fucking truck out there. Dubois had, a, had such an excellent final game. Um, Panarin and, and, and Duchesne are just, you know, they showed more skill than Kucherov out there. Kucherov was a freaking no-show. Not to mention, he, he looked like a whiny little brat. He took that bad penalty. Man, this this is a black eye on such a f- like legendary organization this year. It's, it's a huge black mark. They, they did almost everything wrong in in a way it was the perfect storm for so many things to go wrong for Tampa Bay but and it's their own fault but let's we cannot discredit what what Columbus has done here because they look they look incredibly dangerous and and I'm I'm willing to say it right now Columbus is going straight to the East Final I don't care who wins Toronto or Boston they're not touching uh, Columbus in a 7 game series not a chance this team is too well rounded fucking love Columbus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they swept Tampa. Of course, I'm surprised.
0: Oh, but the, te-
1: the team itself is, I mean, a few weeks ago, I said I thought this team was the best team in the Metro on paper. They, this is the best team in the Metropolitan Division. And um, they just happened to get a bad matchup, but it ended up being a great matchup. It was a veteran grizzled coach. Against the fresh face who doesn't know how to make adjustments. And, and I mean, I'm just going off Pierre here, but apparently Tortorella implemented this this aggressive forecheck where they would just destroy Tampa. And we mm. saw that with them injuring Hedman. Um, we saw them implement a 1-2-2 two, two defensive structure that, that Tampa just couldn't get by when they'd cough up the lead every game. It just frustrated them. And we saw that frustration take place with with Hedman and the the shitty chirps of of Columbus at the end of game two when he he knew he wasn't going to play another game the rest of the series or or the Kucherov uncharacteristic hit where he just took out that one player along the boards with his body, got suspended a game, costed his team game three, in my mind, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. John Cooper not being overly draconian on the bench, not, not showing any emotion until mm. it was too late in Game 4 when he won the challenge, but unfortunately <laughs> too late at that point. Yeah, way too late. Um, Jesus. Just, yeah, I mean, a, 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 a team that just looked like the theater was too big for them. and I And I told you this going in, Tampa Bay didn't have a single player who'd won a cup. No cup winners on that team. Wow. And they got taken to school by a veteran coach who had won a cup with Tampa Bay, I may say, and wow. John Tortorella. And, and and the whole team took him to school. He drew up a great game plan. We saw the the heroic speech at the start of game one. Oh. And they just rode that the whole way. It's a great story. Uh, I'm sure everyone must have been thrilled with the result. And now question marks to see what they do in Tampa. They're not going to be able to hold on to everyone. Given the cap, who stays, who goes? Um, that that transcends from the players to the coaching staff. What's the future of John Coop? I know there was there was a lot of people praying he get fired, but I, I got news for you all, and, and I sent this to to Kyle today. This was uh, Julian Breeze Bois, the GM <laughs> lawyer, another lawyer. He said, "Quote." If I hadn't re-signed Coop when I did, I would be doing it right now. There's no sense in looking for the next coop when I have the original. Wow. Big
0: words. <laughs> Huge words. Dramatic words. Lawyer talk. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean I wasn't too surprised to see this. I, I know I know the owner there, Jeff Jeff Winnick. He's uh he's the kind of guy who who wouldn't make a Hasty decision after six bad days in April. You know, he'd see the 62 wins. He he just wouldn't overreact like that. He would debrief, he'd take a deep breath and realize he's he's got a star and a coach. And uh Brise-Bois, I think they're just boys, the two of them, Cooper and Breeze Bois. You know, I hear all the time they, they get chicken wings and beer together on a on a usual basis. They get into chicken wing eating competitions. Oh my! God. Um, at that, shout out to Hattricks, the great chicken wing bar in Tampa. If you've never been, best wings in North America. Shut your um, face! <laughs> Shut up! Um, yeah, no. So they're boys, and so I wasn't too surprised to read this, but I'm sure Kyle and many others were 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 in were in great great dismay to read that.
0: By the way, folks, I gotta say this: Nick spent about. An hour the other day going on online to me about how Cooper's an idiot and he went to the worst <laughs> law He's a school fraud. in America. I feel like you had this picture of him as a, as a, a well-studied lawyer and then did. You, you went off on the on this chat you're just like cooper's an idiot he's an idiot look 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 how stupid he is is. you were so excited to show me that cooper's school was like rated the worst in the entire united states yeah
1: (laughs) so yeah so john cooper went to the shittiest law school in the entire country and that's a lot of law schools that's like 200 this guy went to the shittiest school in the whole country. You don't even have to. You, you don't. You just have to write the LSAT to get in. You don't. Doesn't matter what your score is. You just have to write the thing. Wow. And and it's some place in Michigan, where the people who graduate from there don't even get hired, because um, the degree just means nothing. And um, yeah, I mean, I I listened to all his press conferences after the games, uh, and and he just didn't didn't. He, I mean. It was funny seeing the reaction and how it changed, right? Like at the end of game one, he's joking around, he's poking fun at the at the news people who are there. He's he's in he's a jokester mood. Game yeah. two, he, he gives the famous five alarm five eight, what do you say? Five AM alarm F- fire. Five alarm like fire. Five alarm fire. Love That's it. That's when things maybe doubt started to seep in there. And then after game three, there was no laughter. No, no joking from John Cooper he he was just <laughs> he was just sitting there concerned as fuck and 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 you saw it all come into fruition in game 4 so mm-hmm. i mean it was just a lot of mumbling from from the mic lots of mm, i don't know mm, i don't know like a lot mm-hmm. of just like indecisiveness he just he just you could see his confidence shatter day by day so Yeah, really something for all you John Cooper haters out there I'm sure you must have loved this week
0: I'm sure your perception of him has really been altered from it really has
1: I I don't think he's I think I think he's a dummy
0: wow I
1: I used to think he was the fucking smartest guy in the world Mm. and and now I'm like oh man like I've done some you know investigate investigative journalism and uh, now it's all coming full circle
0: so we gotta like, give a bit more credit no, to Jonathan Duran now. Maybe Coop was pulling all the wrong strings I, there.
1: I'm just saying he he got out coached by a mile. Like oh, huge. Didn't make any adjustments. That's what everyone's saying. Like everyone's saying like he just didn't react until it was too late. He made one adjustment in game four. He put Sorelli with Kucherov and Stamkos, and it was an amazing line in game four. But he didn't do that until game four, and and he didn't react appropriately. And, and that's where a lot of people are saying the coaching staff let the team down.
0: And I think this goes back into him and the team just being overconfident in what they had achieved that to that point. They, they didn't adjust to their opponent. They said, we're going to play our game. Even when they were down two games, and he said five alarm fire, not much actually changed in, in game three. He still said, oh, yeah, we're going to trust our system. But guess what? It betrayed you all the way to the end. And you know what, Nick? I'll never forget. I'll never for the rest of my days. They Tampa Bay went up, like two nothing early in Game One, very early. Three, three nothing, exactly. Three
1: nothing, and they and they and and they came very close to making it four on a great save by Bobrovsky.
0: So I took to and Bobrovsky looked looked shaken in that first period, and I took to Twitter and what what was everyone saying? Of course. He goes, they're all saying, Tampa in three, ha, ha, Look at this, it's already happening. Or Tampa Bay with the eyeballs. Like, people were ripping Columbus to shreds. And I'll, I'll never forget some of these tweets. Because it's just total... Since that speech, obviously the speech, everything just flipped. And it never, never, never went back. So, it, again, it's a historic moment in sports history. I don't know if we appreciated enough how this just doesn't happen in sports but and we've seen history we've seen an amazing thing happen and uh, i'm super happy about it i'm super pumped for this uh, columbus team and down with tampa down with them i hope they don't make the playoffs next year i hope they see nothing but failure that's all i have to say yeah
1: no it's it's historic you're right like there's been people Saying like the like the comparing this to to upsets in like the 80s and the 90s, you know, like the great the great miracle on Manchester, the moment I told you about in the 80s, when when the LA Kings upset the Gretzky Oilers, and mm. and they came back from a five goal deficit to, to to win the game, uh, and they came back from a five goal deficit to win a game, and they ended up winning the series in the 80s. Or, or or Pierre compared it to the 90s. When they asked Pierre if this was the greatest upset in NHL history, he said, no, it, it was the 90s when the Sharks upset the, the, the Red Wings. I think it was like 96 or something. But yeah, I mean, sure. it's it's up there. In a, the fact we're even having that conversation that it might be the greatest upset in NHL history, I think speaks volumes.
0: Mm. So Toronto-Boston. <clears throat> this has been not really what I expected Nick I expected I guess I expected Boston to be a bit more dominant I mean when we came into this series there was unbelievable amounts of questions about Toronto and their goaltending and and this and that but what's been pretty interesting is for the most part their defense has actually held up a lot better than I thought Freddie hasn't uh he hasn't really been the problem. It's just been two good teams, you know, just duking it out. And, and some some games, Boston's physicality has, has taken the game to a, a place where Toronto can't go. But, you know, for the most part, the these two teams have been pretty darn even. I mean, you saw Toronto in the second game really show their will. And you've seen, incredibly, the Bergeron line... Held most mostly in check. Uh you might discount last game. Uh you might just uh take that out of the equation, but you know what? Uh all credit to Tavares and, and what the job he's been able to do against Bergeron. And obviously the heroics of Mitch Marner and you know, Matthews has picked up a little bit of a scoring touch. nylander has been a bit of a dunce, but you know, can't have everything. Um and then you get over the Kadri DeBrusque drama, and boy, oh boy, was that uh, that got scary to me, Nick. It's just like when does when does a ref do their job? You know, it's it's just like two guys who are getting more and more angry with each other with each passing shift. You see DeBrusque stick his knee out uh, on Kadri and with an intent to injure, definitely there. And then uh, the final straw was Marlow gets hit into the stanchion, and Kadri snaps. You know, loses his head a little bit and then, uh, you know, pulls that stupid, stupid move. So, uh, you know, it, it it's not at all going how I thought, but to me, it, it's really hard for me to choose who the who I think the winner of this series will be because, you know, it, it's like a seesaw it's like a seesaw battle you, you, you see it more from Toronto one game and then you know the Bergeron line makes a comeback and then someone surprises you again on the other end so it, it's hard for me to judge this one Nick it really is
1: you know on the opposite I'm not surprised at all I, oh. I, 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 I saw this going seven I thought this would be the tightest series of the bunch and uh, I mean to no one's surprise game one Toronto gets the edge game two Boston gets the edge. Game three. Toronto gets the edge. Game four back to Boston. It's just been back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I mean not not very surprised and, and, and it seems the team that has the game play into their game style in that particular game has been victorious. I mean we saw game one, more of a speed game, you know at TD Garden. And Toronto got the huge game one win, but then game two was all about the Broad Street Bullies, and 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 you know they may not be in Philadelphia, but in in Boston they were they were the bullies that night, and and they imposed their muscle, and we saw Padre lose his shit when no one else on Toronto was willing to do it, even Gauthier. You saw his silly; he was getting bullied for a seven footer. Did, did you see that? I did where he, he, he was, got called for the penalty and, and it was basically like, you know, the, the referee saying, all right, you got to go to the penalty box. Like, it was just like out of character for the Leafs to be, to be reacting that way. And um, it, was, it, was just, it was just an odd game where, where Boston got the edge and obviously Kadri got the suspension. And then game three, back to what Toronto was, was known for, more of a speed game. And then, and then last night was kind of the weird one because I wouldn't really say Boston asserted their authority or their strength in any way, but they ended up getting the win just from a, a really hot start with their stars stepping up finally for the first time since the game two and they were silent in game three. Pasternak mm-hmm. went off, which was great to see for him. Marshawn was Marshawn. Bergeron was Bergeron. And uh, yeah, despite sure. the, the comeback from the Leafs and their valiant efforts... Um, I mean, the thing was, was sealed and dealed after two periods, in my opinion, th- despite their comeback effort. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Three games left. I see this still going seven. I expect this still to be a seesaw matchup. And uh, I, I think yet again, it's going to come down to which first line gets the edge. Because it's been, you know, Tavares has been great one game, but then Bergeron's great the next game. Or or Rask is great one game, and then Anderson's great the next game. So it's going to be goaltending in which first line steps up. Um, And and that, to me, is going to be what defines this series.
0: Uh, You know what's what's interesting? Now, tell me if you think I'm wrong in this, but I don't think we've seen the very best of each team yet.
1: No, I mean, I think it's fair to say Matthews hasn't gone off. You know, no. I think he's got a couple goals, but he's still, you know, lots of criticism. He was under a lot of fire in game two, so he still can show a lot. Um, I don't know about Boston. I mean, I, other than that first line, who are you waiting to break out? To me, there's not really anyone who I'm waiting to break out. On the Leafs, there's Nylander who could break out any second. There's Matthews who can break out any second. Mm-hmm. A Capen and in, in, in Janssen. There seems to be more like sleeping tigers on, on yes. the Leafs who yes. are ready to break out than than Boston, where mm. I, I see they've shown their cards already. So maybe that gives the edge to the Leafs when you when you draw it up like that.
0: I think it does. They're they're, they're sitting on a lot of potential, but uh, the question is, does that wake up? I mean, Kapanen has, has just hasn't been the same since his injury. He 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 hasn't shown the same kind of kind of vigor, you know. And, uh, I I mean, I know Matthews got a couple goals the other day, and he's been putting the puck in the net, but he hasn't been his best either, you know? And I I think Tavares has played his role to a T. Obviously, Marner has has shown us more than we ever thought he he could have. Not only is he setting up offensively, but those blocks. Those blocks, what a a historic, what, what a heroic moment. Like, it was just like... You know, put the C on this guy. Screw, screw Austin. Are you serious? Right. Like, and and this guy's yeah. Just Matthews is never money. doing that for you. No, no. To be honest, Matthews, he just. This is why Nick, I've had trouble in the past with this team. Guys like Matthews and Nylander, they just seem like princesses to me, and and that they're not willing to. They think they're too good to do play to make plays like that. Like, Marner's showing me that he'll do anything to win. Tavares has adjusted his game. He'll do anything to win. I, mean, I have full full faith in in Riley, but I, I still have yet to see a full buy-in from this team. Like, Columbus had a full buy-in. The Islanders had a full buy-in. Right now, Colorado is on full buy-in mode. What does that look like for the Leafs? It, it could be a beautiful, harmonious act. But is it ever going to come? And I think they're going to need that against against Boston here because I think Boston can more easily reach their full potential than, than Toronto, but I think Toronto's full potential is, is a lot higher. So that's why it's it's tough for me to, to come into this and make a prediction from here on out. And, uh, well, the reason I said I was surprised is because I came in thinking Toronto's going to get walked on. Like I was in the O dog camp, and I know my prediction was Boston in seven, but for the most part, I was in the O dog camp. I was thinking five games here. I had no faith in this team, but there's been characters who have stepped up, and they're uh, they're starting to win me over a little bit, but uh, there, there's a hell of a lot to, uh, a lot of track to run still, so it's gonna be tough. and
1: and and even like the the great Jack Edwards on <clears throat> uh, on Nessun. The Boston commentator, he said on the Tim and Sid show, he said this team, the Leafs, have learned how to keep a lead. They're different. There's something about them that's different than the team that we crushed last year.
0: Crushed? I don't know about crushed.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll maintain it was a crushing defeat, and uh, he's worried. For him to say that that this team has learned how to keep a lead, that a lead that that Babcock has found a way to get to get his message through. What Tavares has added on that top line to neutralize Bergeron. It's, it's an added element. Hell, Muzzin, we haven't talked about him. He's been mm. great. Yes. And uh, he's finally imposing what he learned in LA on this young Toronto <laughs> squad, and I'm loving every second of it. So His those LA are wisdom. the key. What's that?
0: LA wisdom.
1: LA wisdom. It's rubbing off on the Leafs, and I love it. Wow. So all those factors has has had me thinking, you know what? The Leafs can do this which is something I couldn't tell myself as we talked about it on the show a week ago. So mm. the fact they've, they've now put that, ingrained that in my mind, I, I, I'm a believer they might be, actually be able to do this.
0: <clears throat> wow. You know, there's only two teams who have, not, have yet to win a playoff series since the lockout. The Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. These are the only two teams now. Wow. Uh, now that Columbus is, uh, has done it. So there's uh, there's big things to, to come if they do get by. But th- that's all I got for Toronto, Nick. And that's yeah, all the series. I guess that's
1: the cliffhanger. We'll leave everyone on.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. We're at an hour 25 here. So we've <laughs> we went a little longer than I thought. As usual, Nick. As usual. But good episode. Good to check in.
1: Yeah. I mean, we didn't want to check in with all the fans at the end of the series. Cause obviously a lot would have transpired and, and a lot had happened to this point in the short, you know, seven, eight, nine day span it's been since we did the last episode, but there has been a lot to talk about. It's, it's been a historic playoffs, a, a playoffs that I've enjoyed there. Um, despite, despite my lack of sleep, hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope everyone else has enjoyed it. And, um, until next time, uh, We'll have a lot to talk about when when all these series wrap up.
0: Yeah, and don't look now, but uh, Jets up two to one with seven minutes to go. So that looks Huge. like a hell of a finish.
1: Huge game. Whoever wins that that game is winning the series.
0: I totally agree. Because you can't just win two games. You can't lose
1: game five. Losing game five, and your morale is just no into the pits.
0: No. And I, and Jets are home, I believe, right now, yeah? hmm yep. Yeah. So this is going to be a hell of a seven minutes.
1: hmm mm-hmm. let's, let's All right. In. Well, with, with that said, I think I want to get to watching that. So with all, all due respect, Kyle, I think this, this has to end. And um, until next time, when we recap the end of the first round, Rink Moose is signing off.